Tapes and Scouts, a podcast where two friends review every single movie they watch. Time to podcast, everyone. Podcast time. I hope you're ready for your ear holes. Whoa, engage. Engage. Are you proposing to the audience? Engage. No, I'm I'm just saying engage. Oh. Like, I want them to engage. Like, stop fucking off. Yeah, stop slacking. Focus. Focus. We're in your ear holes right now. Uh, uh, Left ear hole. Right ear hole. I'm not going to actually do that, but left ear hole. Maybe I will. Right ear. Future Tim, how drunk are you right now editing this? Left. Right. He doesn't even know what his right and his left are. It's this one. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't. You do. Oh, he doesn't. He's trash. I also picked up my right, which was uh, actually (laughs) very funny. (laughs) Anyways, this bit's run its course. It has. Would you like to go first or second, buddy? Uh, I'll go second. Yeah? Yeah. Let's do it. That I kick it off with a movie from 1995 that I love way more than I probably should. Okay. Empire Records. Ooh. It's one of them movie, music movie thingies that was very popular in the 90s. Yes, it was. I watched this on the 6th of April. It's an hour 30, the perfect runtime. Perfect. In fact, I think I picked it out of a list of hour 30 movies. Nice. This was fun. It's a comedy drama music directed by Alan Moyle. Moyle. Starring Anthony LaPaglia. Hmm. Liv Tyler, Renee Zellweger, Rory Cochran, who yeah. was in Antlers. I f- yep. didn't even realize that was him initially. And I was like, wait a minute, that's the kid from Empire Records. Wow. Very cool. IMDb movie summary, 24 hours in the lives of the young employees at Empire Records when they all grow up and become young adults thanks to each other and their manager. They all face the store joining a chain store with strict rules. That's about it. Yeah. I enjoyed this a lot on the rewatch. I hadn't watched it in a while. Yeah. Young Tim enjoyed it. Like, oh, Guar's in a movie. How cool. You know? And like, it's fine enough. It did capture the 90s very well. It did. As well as a movie that's coming up on a future episode. I keep this going. But there is some really dark tones in here that I were more glossed over. Like, I remembered them, but they... There is a girl who is suicidal. Wow. And the way that they handle her and and talk to her and what they do to try to help her is wild. And it's like not a great idea, some of it. <laughs> this is the breakout movie for Liv Tyler. Yeah. Who yep. wasn't even known, I don't think at this point, that she was Steven Tyler's daughter. Like, yeah. I think that was just starting. She ended up in all those Aerosmith videos afterwards. That's right. Pretty wild. But your basic idea is they're a bunch of lovable losers. They have the record store. Um, the Rory Cochran character, he closes one night. And he's like, um, well, I'm going to take all the money and go to Atlantic City. So he does. And he loses it all. Yeah. He wins a bunch. He loses a bunch. He has no money. And uh, you come to find out that Joe, the manager, was saving up the money to try to buy out the store to keep this hostile takeover from happening. He fucked everything up. So now they're kind of doomed. Right. It's very, like, coming-of-age story. It's got that 90s lens. If you're not a 90s kid, you might not enjoy it. And younger kids who don't know the 80s, 90s, kind of the way things were, because it's a record store. Right. If you've never been in a record store, you might not get some of the little things. Yeah. But it is Rex Manning Day, and a lot of silly, hilarious things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I just enjoy it. It's not the greatest thing in the world, but I had a lot of fun rewatching it. Good. And that's what matters, damn it. That's right. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a very long time, so I'm glad to hear that it held up upon reinspection. I was pretty impressed. There's some dumb things. Right. There's some dumb things. There's a great song on the rooftop at the end with Renee Zellweger. Yep. The guy, um, Coyote Shivers is the guy's name, who is the character in the, the band. He's also the guy who wrote the Kids in the Hall theme, I want to oh, say. Oh, cool. And he wrote something else. He wrote a bunch of very 90s things. It's just like this. And that's all he's known for. Huh. It's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah that's look, cool. Look him up. But, but anyways, that's about it. That's about all this movie can give you. IMDb. 
6.7. Rotten Tomato Critics, they hated it. <laughs> 34 of them, 29%. Holy shit. The audience, 100,000 plus. We're all in, 83%. Wow. And I gave it a seven and a half. Nice. Because it's not the greatest thing I've ever seen, but I had a lot of fun, and that's what I wanted. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Boy, have I got the opposite of fun. What? You, this isn't fun? I got World War II movies out the wazoo for you this episode, not baby. the wazoo. The, wa- the wazoo. Is- sweet, precious wazoo. Yeah, the wazoo. Oh, no. Yep. 2017, The Darkest Hour. Darkest Hour? The Darkest Hour. The darkest Hour. Watch this on 321. It is two hours and five minutes long. It is a drama directed by Joe Wright, starring the just faceless, apparently, Gary Oldman, mm. Kristen Scott, sorry, Kristen Scott Thomas, three names there, Lily James as well. Your movie summary. In May 1940, the fate of World War II hangs on Winston Churchill, who must decide whether to negotiate with Hitler or fight, knowing that it could mean the end of the British Empire. Now, Max, I'm going to let you keep going, but I should warn you. We did this on the cliff episode. We did this on the cliff episode. We did this wow. on the cliff episode. Take that! Cliff. I got it. You got it. Okay, I good. Got it. All right, good. But that's fine. Let's do fine. it again. You know what? Cliff doesn't know. Cliff, what does Cliff know? I'm down here huffing glue, Cliff. I don't know where my feet are right now. I don't know where they are either. Jesus, where the hell are your feet? I don't know. They're not at the end of my legs. I can tell you that much. They might be up your wazoo. But yes, yeah, so yeah, I hadn't seen this up until then. We watched. Dude, did this. Uh, this British double feature, British World War II double feature. So. Nice. Yeah, this movie's intense. Yes. So it's a tough sell of a movie, mm-hmm. I think, like on the surface. It's just like, cool, we're going to do a war picture. Ain't going to be no war in it. Right. This is like, oh. There's so little war in this. There's like maybe two minutes of yeah. war. Yeah, there's like some recovery from Dunkirk, right. and that's like all you get in this movie. There's like nothing going on here. Right. Like you hear, like you see one scene where they call into, I forget the Calais, where they're basically just getting fucked so that yes. they can get everybody out of Dunkirk, and they're just like, sorry, dude, you guys are fucked. And you see the officer who's in charge just like, shit. And that's- yeah. All you can do. That's it. And it's just like, it, but it still manages to put- like the weight and the emphasis and the chaos of what's going on. I think chaos is a good way to describe it. For sure. Constantly something going on here. Like it's just brutal how up against it Churchill was. And I think this movie is, and I think if I imagine that if you brought this up, it makes sense. This is kind of just a set piece for Gary Oldman to show that he is the fucking man. Yes, for sure. The makeup is astounding. His performance is astounding. It's so good. The scene at the end with him on the train talking to everybody right before he gives the big speech is terrific. It just kind of ties the whole thing together. It makes you realize that like as much of a fucking dick as this dude is, he really does care about everybody and he wants the best thing. There was a lot of scenes that pulled that together. I think my major gripe was I felt like I was sitting in rooms too much. Yes. Tons of that tons so of sitting much. in rooms and i get it needs to be but then does it need to be like damn near three hours long or whatever right. the hell it was yeah so. it feels like it it's yeah. definitely definitely has pacing problems just because again you're signing up for war film with no war in it so it's like this right. is a heavy political drama but like the politics are so like you you know how it ends you right. know what happens so like they can't really play off the intrigue of what's gonna happen which way is churchill gonna decide to go Could you imagine somebody watching that not knowing right like a young kid who didn't know their his didn't get there in history class and it's just too tough it'd be too tough for a kid to watch right it's like so they much. wouldn't get there like right. it's too heavy for them it's it's whew, yeah. heavy 
heavy. It sure is. But the look's great. The production design's great. Feels very authentic. The music's very of the time. It feels very serious. The weight of everything is there. Like, there's definitely gravity to this film. So, mm. can't say they didn't do a good job. No, they definitely did. IMDb, 7.4 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes critics, 318, give it 84%. Audience, 10,000 plus, plus. 82%. Mm. And I came in, do you remember what you scored this? I think I gave it a seven and a half. I gave it a seven and a half. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, for sure. Um, you could go a little either way, but I, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't fault somebody for saying, you know, he comes in a six and a half or somebody who says, I found it to be an eight and a half because it's going to resonate with you a little bit more, or a little bit less, but it, solid. At the end of the day, it's a Gary Oldman piece. Oh, he's so great. So much more than it being a movie, I think. Does and he I have think, a face? No, probably not. No, he doesn't. Well, here we go. Here we go. It's time to go back to A24 land. Oh, fantastic. One of my favorite places. 2021's The Green Knight. Oh, I'm excited to hear about this. Have you seen The Green Knight? No. Okay. I'm very pumped to hear what you think, because this was a very de- another very I, divisive film. It was, and I see why. Okay. I was pumped to watch this. Yes. I was all in. All in for your Arthurian legend? I was ready for it. Okay. I love medieval things. I love dark fairy tale things. I love A24. Yeah. So let's see how this goes. Please. April 9th, 2022 is when I watched it. It's two hours, 10 minutes. Your genre is adventure, drama, fantasy. Mm-hmm. Directed by David Lowry. Mm-hmm. Starring Dev Patel, Alicia Vikander, and Joel Edgerton. Ooh. Yep. A fantasy retelling of the medieval story of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Mm-hmm. This movie is pretty awesome. It is based off of an Arthurian poem, mm-hmm. which is a poem in the sense it's a short story. Right. It's probably like a 20-page thing. Yep. I was like on the fence with this. Okay. Until I read the poem. Oh, cool. And now I have a definitive opinion. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so, I like that you went back to read the... Well, I because I watch it and I'm like... And I'm like, what do I think? I, I don't even know what I think at the I end. I like that. And I asked the wife, and the wife's kind of like, fuck this shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's my wife. But I, I knew some people who knew the poem. I knew some people that were like his English teachers, history teachers, people that would know. Right. And they're like, this is why you don't, you do and don't like certain things. That's cool. Yes. So I put in the work so you didn't have to, everybody. I love it. But basically, you're following him. He is a young knight. He's not super established yet. This giant tree knight the green knight is this giant massive dryad looking thing that comes from the forest and everybody's on up in arms and he's in front of the king and they're like holy shit you know (laughs) i don't know if we can kill this guy like he's serious right and he goes will someone take up my challenge and you don't know what it is right and he goes fuck it i'll do it the challenge is you have to lay you he lays down in front of you and he gives you his giant fucking axe. Okay. And your option is you can strike him down or figure something else out. Of course, he cuts his fucking head off. His head grows back. Mm-hmm. And he goes, okay, I'll see you in a year. Come Or no, you have to come see me in a year and over at my place and I'll return the favor. Wow. And you're like, oh God. He's like, well, I got to do it. That was my word. So he's like taking this huge adventure across the countryside, which they embellish a little bit because again, it's based off a very short story. Right. There's certain key elements that are kind of ignored in the movie that are important in the poem. Interesting. I think that's where they kind of got lost. Okay. So without spoiling the ending, I did not like the ending of the movie. Okay. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but knowing how it's actually supposed to end. How'd you like the ending of the poem itself? Great. Great. Okay. Very good stuff. Awesome. And I think it would have served this movie to do it that way. Fair enough. But they went a little bigger, bombastic, kind of thought piecey thing, and I don't think people were on board for that. Okay. 
So I will leave it to you to make up your own opinions. Fair enough. But here comes everybody's and mine. Okay. IMDb, 6.6. Okay. Critics, as you might expect, love it. 319 critics, 89%. Okay. The audience, 1,000 plus, 50%. I was going to say tanking it. Yep. 50%. I gave it a five and a half. The wife gave it a four and a half. Okay. And I think that's pretty definitive because we both were pumped when we turned it on. I was a little more forgiving or a little more punishing. Right. Just kind of balances the scales. Fair enough. I like it. Yeah. 2017. Oh, yes. Same year as The Darkest Hour. Oh, boy. Same part of this whole British World War II kind of hoopla. Hoopla. Dunkirk. Oh, boy. Dunkirk. Oh, It's it's in The Darkest Hour. And now we're going to take a look here. This is 327.22, one hour and 46 minutes long, this feature film is. It is a war action drama, I say. I say, I say. Directed by Christopher Nolan, if you can believe it. Starring Harry Styles, Cillian Murphy, and Tom Hardy. Those are people. Yeah, they are. Your movie summary. Allied soldiers from Belgium, the British Commonwealth, and France are surrounded by the German army and evacuated during a fierce battle in WWII. Oh, boy. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. This Uh, is so heavy material. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Um, So this movie kind of leap. Have you seen this before? I actually didn't finish it okay so this movie kind of jumps between a few different storylines you have the harry Styles storyline and then you have uh a storyline with cillian murphy and then you have a storyline with tom hardy all good people yeah all good people there's other stuff in there ewan mcgregor's in here and things like that and there's a lot of people in this movie obviously christopher nolan i just waxed his car pretty heavily with the prestige yeah, you did I think that this movie has some problems. I don't like that it changes aspect ratio depending on what story we're following. That bugs me. Yeah. Um, I understand why you want to go wide when you went wide. It's just like, I get it, but it's jarring for me to watch. Sure. And it really doesn't. So I've seen this movie before. This is a rewatch for me. And it you can't notice it as much except for if you're paying attention on a TV screen, you can see the stretching. Okay. So they kind of tried to, like air quotes, fix it, which bothers me even more. <laughs> so I wasn't happy about that. I don't like the jumping around because I feel like it strips out your ability to connect with anybody. It doesn't really do a particularly strong job of making the war feel awful in the way like something like a full metal jacket or deer hunter does. It also doesn't like make you feel as deeply as something like a Saving Private Ryan does. So it's kind of in this weird middling zone where it's kind of like you understand the severity of it, but you're just kind of watching it as if you were watching like just witnessing some something, some catastrophe. Almost feel like the way I did when I saw the footage of the towers going down. Sure. So it's just kind of like, holy fucking shit. Like, you feel the gravity of it, but you can't connect with it in any way. Do you feel The Darkest Hour made you feel more for Dunkirk than this did? I think so, because you get to see, like, the decision behind it and everything so human, because you're seeing it through the lens of a bunch of people yelling at Gary Oldman. Right. So How I think that. Yeah. It's like you get to, you feel the humanity behind it a little bit more because you see the human element of it, where this is jumping between storylines. So you don't ever get deeply invested enough in them where I could have done with a little bit more in the dark, a little bit more war in the darkest hour and perhaps a little less pieces of the, the battle in Dunkirk. Interesting. So I think it's still good. Like I think it's awesome. And I think he does a good job of telling an effective story, but I just can't really connect the way I want to, or I can't feel like the things that war should make me feel as a person. So I feel like it didn't quite land there for me overall, but 
I mean, solid movie. Nolan's I'm, a great filmmaker. It's something different from him, which is nice. To see. Yeah, exactly. But just eh, didn't resonate. I still effective. Like I said, I'm the, you're going to see my score and be like, you know, it's better than I'm probably making it sound. But sure. just for a Christopher Nolan movie, which I put up on a pretty high pedestal at this point in life, and for a war movie about this particular battle, which had one of the largest civilian efforts ever in war history it's just like i mean there's certain things that's like they could have leaned on it to make the emphasis a little bit stronger and just kind of didn't right. like you're underlining the entire thing it takes away underline what the power of underlining a word or two would have done if that makes sense yeah every sentence ends with an exclamation point uh oh no kids look over here <laughs> right uh, <laughs> oh no over here right uh, exactly i don't know what the important stretch. part is yeah uh, it's rough there you go. I made a joke during the serious time. I like it. <laughs> IMDb, 7.8 out of 10. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes critics, 467, gave it 92%. Okay. Audience, 50,000 plus, gave it 81%. And okay. I'm yeah. coming a little lower than everybody else at a 7.5 out of 10. I think that's pretty definitive, though. On, yeah. the, on the level with Darkest Hour, just for different reasons, it earned the 7.5. That sounds fair to me. That's right. Lots of lots of British World War Twoing, all seven and a half. Will it continue next week? Dun dun dun. To be continued, I.